Coming up, an update on the harvest production in the west central part of Saskatchewan. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. Filling in for Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally. Mainly cloudy today, a 30% chance of showers and a high of 23. Tonight clearing off and a low of 6. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of 21, clear overnight with the low plus 5. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high 21, the low 7. Saturday, sunshine with a high of 24, low 11. Much the same on Sunday, sunshine with a high of 24 and a low of 11. And Monday, sunshine, the high 24, the low 10. Normal high for this time of year is 22 degrees. The normal low is 7. Sun rose this morning at 6.06. The sun will set tonight at 7.53. Around the province in Estevan, there's sunshine and 23. Saskatoon, mostly cloudy and 19. In Swift Current, it's partly cloudy and 22. In Weyburn, there's sunshine and 22. Yorkton, it's mostly cloudy and 19 degrees. In Moose Jaw, it's cloudy and 20. In Regina, mostly cloudy. The wind's a slight breeze out of the north-northwest at 3. It's 20 degrees. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com and brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Once again, filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally. Harvest is about 5% complete in the Outlook District, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. The regional crop specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kinderchuk, says recent rains have delayed combining operations. In the Outlook area, we are probably sitting at around 5% done. This is mainly peas and lentils, but there has been some barley and wheat that's been combined as well. And then if we head further south within our larger Outlook area, there is some canola that has been combined as well. So there are crops that are being sprayed right now, but we did have some rainfall over the weekend, so we are now um, delayed for a few days. So when do you expect combining to get back underway and be general? So that's probably going to depend on how uh, warm we get during the day and how quickly things can dry up. We saw anywhere from a trace of a couple of hours south of here to right around two inches close to Outlook. So totally depending on where producers are located, but hopefully within the next three or four days, everybody can be getting back into the fields. And how does early production look? I haven't heard how things are looking so far, but I think no news is good news. So I think we're seeing some decent quality out there and same with yields as well. So right on average, maybe for what we have expected and have seen in the past. So you're expecting average production this year? I think that we can say that maybe we'll see average. Um, now that depends on, on the area and how much rain we saw earlier in the year. Um, and just how well those crops have finished off this fall. So what were the main causes of crop loss this growing season? Oh, we saw a little bit of everything this year, from the crops not germinating this year to insects, even some hail later on. So we've kind of seen everything this year. That was Kaylee Kinderchuk, the regional crop specialist in Outlook, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. Wanda and Richard Reed of Wolf Creek Farms at Corning are the winners of the 620 CKRM's first country cookout for the fall. The farm is located just west of the community, about 135 kilometers southeast of Regina. Richard Reed says 
Harvest has just started for his farm. Well, we just got going there one day last week for a day on the peas, and that's all we've done, really. How is yields? How, do, how does it look in the early first one day of combining? Actually pretty good. It's not the best, but it's not the worst either, so it's uh, a little better than average, I guess. Well, better than average. I understand it was a pretty dry year down there. The front end of the year was, yeah, May and June. These crops didn't look very good at all, and then we got the rain coming there in July, and it spruced them up pretty good. But they're, they're looking, actually some of them are looking fantastic, but nothing happens. Yeah, are you worried about frost or something like that? Some of the later ones it would do damage to, yeah. If we can hold off until maybe the second week in September, I think everyone will be pretty good. Describe the growing season for me. What did you think of it? Well, I guess the best way to put it is a mixed bag of everything. It was cold and windy all through May and dry. Didn't have any rain at all. And June was much warmer. Did get some rain towards the end of June last week or so. And July, we didn't have the normally hot weather that we can experience in the past. It was average. And August has been a, well, up and down months too. So it's wet now. What crops do you have left to combine? What all did you put in the spring? Oh, peas and canola, spring wheat, barley, oats, I guess. When do you hope to finish? <laughs> oh, by the end of the September, hopefully. But the weather will be the dominating feature there. How big a farm are you on? Oh, we've about, I don't know, 3,200 acres. Any cattle and how are pastures in the area? Well, they were pretty well eat off this spring. And they were in dire need of moisture there by the time it did rain. But they've greened up and held their own since. But, yeah, it wasn't going to be pretty there for a while. You had to feed them later in the spring before you could turn them out because there wasn't any new growth much. But it's turned out pretty good so far up until now. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the growing season this year? No, it's been, like I say, it's been a mixed bag of everything. And every year's different, (laughs) it seems like. About the time you think you've seen them all or something else comes up, so I don't know. Wanda and Richard Reed are the winners of the 620 CKRM's first country cookout for the fall. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered stuff equipment on the market. And by Yorkton Auction Center Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Morris Industries is celebrating its 90th anniversary, and just like farmers, the Saskatchewan-based company has adapted to the times. President and CEO Ben Voss says innovation is very important as farm size increases. These large corporate professional farms are very sophisticated. They're buying machinery at a much faster pace than we used to see because they're they're buying it every two or even three years to try to turn over the machinery and get new equipment regularly. They're always adapting to the newest thing. Whenever the, If you've got new technology, they're one of the first customers to buy it. That's a good thing. You want to see that adoption and you want to see all this new stuff happen. On the flip side, with consolidation, there are fewer smaller farms, and that affects the resale market for larger agricultural equipment. You know, we got to think about both users. We need to think about the machinery being very productive and useful for that large corporate farm. And then we need to think about how does the second user use a smaller tractor and still use that implement. 
So the implements have to be designed for multi-purpose applications and they have to be able to be reconfigured or changed so that when it's traded in, the dealer can find a new home for it with a broader audience. Voss says that poses a number of engineering and manufacturing challenges to satisfy both types of customers. The biggest tractors on the market now range from 620 to 700 horsepower. And so when farmers buy the implements, they expect to fully use that horsepower. They want to be as productive as possible. They want to be going as many acres as they can every day. So they expect the machinery to stand up. But then if you're a farmer that doesn't have a 700 horsepower tractor, you look at the machine and go, well, how am I going to pull it if it's too big? So the challenge has been how do you make it so that it's attractive to that big farmer and still uh, suitable for a smaller farmer? And the key is in the ability to make the product uh, modular. So it allows you to change the width of it, allows you to change the dimensions of it, and allows you to change the spacing options. Because when we're looking at how much power it takes and the types of crops you want to grow, it's often that's those are the, all the changes that happen, is how big is the implement, how wide is it, and am I on 10-inch spacing, 12-inch spacing. Ben Voss is the CEO of Morris Industries. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were moving up this past week. Provincial, provincial livestock economist Brad Marsenuk says rising U.S. prices pushed up the cattle market. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were overall higher last week with limited price comparisons from the previous week. Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were reported to range between 33 cents per hundredweight lower to $11.55 per hundredweight higher in the 6 to 900 pound feeder steer weight categories. The largest price gains were in the 7 to 800 pound feeder steer weight category, while the only losses in the 6 to 700 pound weight category. Feeder heifer prices last week were higher in the two weight categories with price comparisons from the previous week. Feeder heifer prices increased $16.83 per hundredweight in the 7 to 800 pound weight category and increased $8.50 per hundredweight in the 800 plus pound feeder heifer weight category. What were the factors pushing up the prices? Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were overall higher last week, helped by higher cash feeder cattle prices in the U.S., and we saw lower barley and corn prices over the week. Saskatchewan basis levels also saw improved strength over the week, helping Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices move overall higher. And what were marketings? Canfax reported weekly marketings averaged 3,519 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was up from 1,805 head marketed a week ago. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta declined last week. The price of D2 slaughter cows declined $1.50 per hundredweight to average $90.50 per hundredweight last week, while the price of D3 slaughter cows declined $1.20 to average $80.30 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were reported to average $141.52 per hundredweight last week. There were no prices reported the previous week for comparisons for prices the week ending August 9th, average $146.25 per hundredweight, so prices are $4.73 per hundredweight lower than they were two weeks ago. Marsnick says U.S. feeder cattle prices were mainly higher last week, except for big price declines on Friday after China said it would impose higher tariffs on U.S. beef and pork. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham's unchanged at 239.51. Feed barley also unchanged at 172.63. 
Canola also sat idle at 404.76. Blacks unchanged at 464.93. Oats down 241 to 161.09. Yellow peas unchanged at 218.54. Feed wheat unchanged 172.78. And number one red spring wheat down 98 cents to 198.62. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, August the 28th. A huge run here today. We changed this sale into a pre-sort instead of a regular sale because of the numbers. 1,580 in the sort, 500 cows, 10 cow-cap pairs. We have a total of uh, over 2,100 for the day. In the pre-sort, we have 1,350 yearlings showed up, 235 balling calves. We haven't sold any cows and bulls till after lunch, so this is last week's prices of, on cows and bulls. D1, D2 cows, 85 to 95. D3 cows, 75 to 85. Cows averaging 88.50. Good bulls, 107 to 117. Sales to 120. Bulls are averaging 107 and a quarter. That was last Wednesday's cow and bull prices. On to the pre-sort sale. 470-pound tan steers, 240. 550-pound red exotic steers, 222. 650-pound red exotic steers at 208. My favorite pen, these are 760-pound yearling steers, 203. 850-pound yearling steers, 188. 950-pound steers, 183. And 1,100-pound steers at 165. On to the heifer side, 500-pound heifers, 198. 550-pound heifers, 186. Jump all the way to 1,050-pound yearling heifers. They topped out at 157. We haven't sold any uh, of those yearling heifers that I could report, so I guess I won't report a price for them. Next week, we have a regular sale. Our first pre-sort will be September 11th. Please book your calves. Enjoy the long weekend, everyone. I am Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Wednesday, August 28th. Hams sold 7,200 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 156 to 175 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 149 to 173 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 7 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3267. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.21 cents US. The more volatile Iowa Southern Minnesota Western Corn Belt cash reporting regions gave up the previous day's gains and both turned lower by 249 US 100 weight on average for today's reference price. With a lack of supportive news for the immediate fundamental picture, cash markets were also pressured by a cutout that saw a net negative 492 100 weight change on the day. The big change was found in bellies that saw a whopping $27.41 a 100 weight move lower, which pushes the value of that primal 30.1% below the recent high only seen two weeks ago. All lean hog features are lower at the open this morning. The market appears to have priced in the Japan trade deal news and gains could be limited in the absence of some other positive event. One event most market watchers are waiting for is the Washington DC meeting between Chinese and US trade officials to take place in September. In the meantime, the USA is facing an additional 10% tariff to be placed on US pork as a retaliatory response to the increase in tariffs the US will place on China also on September 1. On the outlook for today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, high 23. Tonight clearing with a low 6. Tomorrow's sunshine, the high 21. 
Currently in Regina, it's mostly cloudy and 20 degrees. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally.